Hello, all you trauma warriors and trauma advocates. Thank you for being here, for being a part of the Healing Place podcast and tuning in to these inspirational interviews. Uh, just a reminder before the show starts to visit academy.terrywellbrock.com. That's A-C-A-D-E-M-Y dot Terry, T-E-R-I, Wellbrock, W-E-L-L-B, R-O-C-K dot com. There you'll find my courses and coaching. And uh, I have a one day trauma warrior course. It's priced at $29. So great investment in yourself, lots of healing strategies and uh, um, yeah, some challenges in there as well. So an introduction to my to my 30 day be your own hero course. So anyway, just wanted to Again, thank you for being here and uh, remind you to go check that out. You can also sign up for my Hope for Healing monthly newsletter on my website at terrywellbrock.com when the pop-up pops up uh, or up in the right-hand corner is uh, subscribe and you can just go in there and put your email and uh, promise no spam. I will just send you my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter with more inspiration. All right. Well, now for the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and so very excited to have with me today, Sean Harper. And Sean Harper is a motivational speaker, which, oh my gosh, go to his website and watch that six-minute video. I bawled. I had goosebumps everywhere. Uh, and he is the CEO and founder of American Services and Protection in Ohio. Yay! my home, my home state. Um, yeah, an author and so much more. So welcome, Sean. Thank you for having me, I, and 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 I pray that this will be a, a huge blessing to your audience, and at the same time, we'll have fun with it. And at the end of the day, I just uh, or in this podcast, I'm just thinking, I'm just hoping that we will all uh, focus on the win and get what was in us out of us. Let's do it. Yes, beautiful, and I love that prayer. Yes, speaks to my heart. So, yeah, talk to the audience a little bit about who you are. Right. Well, uh, as I mentioned, Sean Harper, seven years professional football with the Rams, with the Colts, uh, NFL Europe. I played a little, little time with Frankfurt and Amsterdam, had a blast over in Europe for all my European listeners. I just love that place. I can go tomorrow. I had a wonderful time, and I retired, and now I'm the CEO of American Services and Protection, full-service uh, security firm based out of Columbus, Ohio, Go Bucks, and it has been an absolute blast, and it's been a, an amazing ride, a nice apex, but here's my challenge, is that, you know, I meet people, and I talk to them, and they're like, you know, Sean, you know, you, you, you know you're playing football, and, you know, you're a business owner, you're a speaker, you're an investor, you know, wow, you know, you must had it good your entire life. Like your road was paved because nowadays in sports, if you show any form of promise, you're on a travel team, you're, you're here and people are in your ear, like you're going to be a professional one day. Then even if they don't mention it, the expectation is kind of layered on top of you and, you know, middle school and high school, everyone's like, that's the athlete and he'll go far or she'll go far. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth for me. Uh, I was plagued with, with, um, um, with severe adversity, setbacks, uh, uh, just, just, man, I, in fact, I'll just share some with you. Um, I had to repeat the first grade. I was documented with four to five learning disabilities by the time I was in the fifth grade. I came from an abusive situation. My father physically abused me before he left. And my mom was left alone to raise six kids all by herself. I 
turned into a mad boy, not a bad boy. And that anger, uh, it just it just swelled up in me to the point where I I uh, got kicked out of two schools. I used to fight all the time. Uh, and uh, and and if you're in my way, I didn't care who you were. I'm just going to, you know, you're going to catch it. I ended up leaving high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, nine on my ACT. I graduated last in my class. Athletically, I could barely start. I wasn't even honorable mention in all conference. In fact, I was voted most likely to fail. And, you know, people don't have to mention low expectations, but you can kind of feel, you know, people are like not really expecting anything from you. And and uh, I remember going home on the last day of school, not knowing what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And I get a phone call from a junior college, a two-year school in Mason City, Iowa. And they're asking me to come to, you know, come play football in the cornfields of Iowa. And I'm like, I'm not going to the cornfields of Iowa to play football. But something deep, deep in me began to just move and to germinate. And that was that dream. The dream started, man, hey, let's go. And so I called the coach back after I, you know, virtually hung up on him, right? And uh, I said, coach, you know, if you have me, I'll come up there. And my mom loads the station wagon and we jump on the highway, 70, 74, 80, Highway 18, Mason City, Iowa, 26,000, blonde hair, blue eyes, everyone's last name is Schneider. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of the cornfield, right? And this junior college is literally in between two cornfields. And I'm sitting here the entire first year, bringing all the baggage, all the pain, all the rejection, all the fear, all the anxiety of a, you know, a 19-year-old kid from the inner city in Columbus, Ohio. And at first year at that junior college, I sit the bench the entire season. And, and I am so frustrated. And I pick up the phone and I call my mom. I said, Mom, I want to come home. And I'm thinking, Mom's like, you know, oh, baby, please come. No. She's like, no. And I hung up the phone and, and I had this conversation. And the conversation went like this. They're right. I can't be successful. There's no way. I don't, you know, I don't have the accolades. You know, I'm not this. I don't have this. And I started running off all these, these, these uh, excuses why I would never be successful. I said, but I can win. And the moment I said win, you ever watch those sci-fi movies where, you know, the guy walks over or the lady walks over and they hit a switch in the entire factory or some base turns on. I felt like that. It was like, wow, that one switch, everything in my body just started to just move. And I felt that I, for the one of the first times in my life, I'm moving in agreement. I'm moving towards the win. And I begin to apply and I begin to see things from a different perspective. I begin to see things from a winner's perspective. I begin to, you know, view life totally different. And I saw obstacles as opportunities. I saw problems as potential. And I said, what do winners do? So later on that year, school was out and I went home for a week. And after a week, I went back to junior college all by myself. I'm in a dorm. It's 95 degrees outside. So you know how hot it was in an unair conditioned dorm. And I'm in the dorm all by myself for one other person there for four months. And I'm practicing twice a day, every day. And I'm doing my push-ups. I'm doing my sets. I'm doing my skills. And I'm taking classes because I have a plan, see, because winners have plans. And 
when school started, I took 22 hours in one semester and I was able to graduate a semester early, which made me extremely marketable to end up up to college scouts. And that is how I was able to get from there. And then at Indiana, it started all over again. I never came home in the summertime. I did what winners do. And I was able to get drafted into the NFL. Now I'm a businessman and I'm taking the concepts and the strategies that I've learned as being a winner and that I've learned playing professional sports and I'm merging it, you know, I'm infusing it into corporate America because they taught us once you finish playing professional football, now you have to learn how to be a business person. I'm like, you got it all wrong, baby. You got it all wrong. I am an NFL athlete. I'm the top of the top. I'm a professional you need to learn from me. And so I took the concepts, the methodologies, and the strategies of playing professional football into the business world. And now I've developed a whole winning concept, a winning perspective, a winning mindset, because if life is a game, you play the game to win. And that's what I do. Beautiful. Woo. Well, I tell you, the two things I heard on that was mindset. Your your mindset shifted, right? Yes. When, yes. when you said... I can win. Yes. And then two was, was having a goal and having a plan. I mean, and that was it. And you worked towards that. Yeah. And, and and honestly, the most important of the two is not only I can win, but I am a winner. You see all action stems from thoughts. Thoughts comes from your belief systems and your belief systems is nestled into your identity, your self-concept. Who are you? And I see myself as a, I, I see myself as a winner. And so now I attract winning opportunities. See, you can never, listen, you can never grow past your name. And sometimes people, you know, we have these great, you know, I'm going to be a doctor and a lawyer. I mean, they'll spend all this time, but in your subconscious, in your mindset, you're a loser. You're a failure. You're rejected. You're that lie someone spoke over you. The trauma, you had mentioned that. The trauma, you are the trauma. And you know what? You can never go past that. I mean, you'll have temporary success, but eventually it'll pull you right back. It, it will snatch you right back. May take a month, may take six months, may take six years, but you will manifest who you are. You will always manifest who you are. So guess what? I went to the crux, to the core of who I am, and I am a winner. It changes your perspective, and that is the essence or the core of your mindset. Let me give you an example. You're on a amusement park ride. Let's say you're on a roller coaster. Like I like roller coasters. I'm too big for roller coasters, but I like roller coasters, right? And so I, I'm I'm I, I don't know four or five hundred feet in the air. I, mean, I don't know. I'm I'm just high in the air, right? But in the back of my mind, I know that this is a ride. And so I'm scared. I'm gonna scream. But you know what? I'm like, this is a ride. I'm gonna enjoy it. But let's just say I'm you know, three, four, five, six hundred feet in the air, and I don't know it's a ride, and I'm dangling for my life. It's a different type of scream. And a lot of times we try to achieve amazing things with that different type of scream. That's the wrong scream. That's the wrong charge. It's not going to happen. It's not going to manifest. It's not going to stay. It's not going to stick. I've been that individual. And in some instances, I'm still that individual, but I'm fighting and I'm growing past it. Sometimes you go through, sometimes you grow through, and that's what I'm doing. And that's why I'm sharing. I love it that you said that you brought up manifest because so many times people will say, I'll just, I need to work to manifest it, but it's not just about 
saying something over and over, like you said, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a lawyer, because you have to put in the work, but you have to do the healing work, right? I mean, you did, you did healing work as well. Yes. I think one of the most powerful things I've learned from people of influence and people of wealth and winners in life is that they have short memories. The power of forgiveness, the power of releasing is, is, it is, it is, it is remarkable on the flip side. I tell you what, there are, and there's research, there's a lot of diseases that are tagged to unforgiveness, bitterness, anger. You know, anger, anger always destroys the container that it's held in. And I had anger towards my father. I had anger towards my friends who laughed and teased me. I had anger on the fact that we was raised, you know, in, in extreme poverty. I had just anger. And I had to release that. And the more I release, the more I grow. It's like letting sandbags and you're out of a hot hot air balloon and just the higher you go, the more you release. Another thing I've done is I've been learning how to find gratitude. I mean, I'm a big spiritual law guy, right? I love laws. I break rules every day, all the time. Give me a rule. Can I bend it? Can I break it? Right. But I never break laws because if you break laws, laws will break you. And gratitude is a very powerful law. And so what I've learned how to do is to apply the law of gratitude towards situations and circumstances in my life. I'll give you an example. My father was um, extremely abusive when I was three years old. You know, he was physically abusing me. But soon after that, he left. And for years, I saw that as a sad moment. Like I saw the day my dad, I saw the day my dad peeled out in his blue GTO, right? He had a blue GTO sports car and he got mad. He was yelling and he ran down the stairs. He left. He never came back into our house as my father. Now he came back and he visited, but never as my father. And for years, and I mean years, I saw that as a bad thing. But then, you know, one day I was thinking, I'm like, you know what, had he stayed, I would have never became an NFL athlete. I would have never married the most beautiful woman in the world, 22 years in marriage. I would have never gone to the height or amassed the achievements. It would, it just wouldn't have happened. So thank you. Thank you, Lord, for allowing him to leave. And so you, 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 sometimes you have to change the script. You have to find gratitude in your grieving my mother she passed like a month and a half ago and and it was just oh it just tore me up and I would feel the pain and and you know I go over to the house because the house is still there you know and stuff is still where she you know she drank that crazy Maxwell House coffee you know and she loved no Folgers she loved Folgers like that old school right she loved that Folgers coffee right and I saw the coffee machine and it had plastic over it and I kind of pulled the plastic off you know I'm I'm gonna make a cup of coffee you know I sat there I just felt the pain I just felt it I don't run from it I feel it and then I rounded off with gratitude like mom thank you thank you it's my turn now you know when you find that when you find that gratitude you open up a spiritual law over your life that I tell you what wow, you will not be able to contain the blessings, giving and gratitude. Yes. Oh my gosh. My heart is hugging yours because 
I tell you what, I so relate because when I was able to finally find myself onto the forgiveness path, now not everyone, there are listeners who are saying, I'll never forgive, I can't do it. But for those who are pulled towards it, oh my gosh, it it changed so much in my life. And yes, and I'm the same as you in that I, I send a thanks to God or I'll say, what is the lesson to be found in this? If an yes. adversity comes, even in a, like your mother's passing, if an adversity comes into my life, I, I take a step back. I had some health issues over the past two months. And so I took a step back and said, all right, after I had my good cry, <laughs> right. what is the lesson I need to learn in this? And, right. and, and things started to shift and yes. yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So, oh. I'm about to share something, right, that I have not shared in a long time, and it's just been pulled from me. And I, I'm gonna share this, okay? And I need every listener to really focus and let this breathe. What I'm about to share with you. So many people miss opportunities and blessings because the way that it comes doesn't match their expectations. Be careful, be careful of, of, of not only wanting the blessing, not only wanting the opportunity, signaling, signaling to the atmosphere, this is what you want and have the arrogance to say, Hey, and this is the way it's going to come. You have no idea. There's always, there's always water in the valley. Look for it. There's always... There's always an eye in a hurricane. Find it. Find your peace. Find your eye and learn. Learn in the mist because life gives the test and teaches the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that I have a perfect example for that. My health crisis. <laughs> I'd been praying and praying and praying. So I had horrible adverse experiences in my childhood and um, then panic attacks for years and finally found my way onto the healing path. And but just some lingering issues that remained after EMDR therapy and so many of the strategies I used. Mm-hmm. So I kept praying to God, if you could just help me get over these last few things, these last few things, these last few things. Well, then this health crisis came along and I was like, seriously? What? Like, I, that's not what I was asking for. But lo and behold, working with a nutritionist and changing what I was putting into my body and how in, in adding some supplements because my body was short on some things, vitamin D and C and vitamin all D. of a sudden, <laughs> guess what's happening? Those it's affecting like my, not just my body, but my brain and in inflammation. Mm-hmm. And so my prayers have been answered because <clears throat> things that were, that I was asking about are resolving. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We never know where the doors are. I mean, like if you read in the Bible, you know, it says, hey, Jesus, I want to be healed. And he says, well, go dip in the Jordan. What? No, you're supposed to lay, you're supposed to lay hands on me. I'm supposed to feel something and that go. No, no. Go dip yourself in the Jordan. No, let me spit in this mud and put it in your eye. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's not he- and, and you know what? And people reject it and they and they'll stay right where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to steer towards that we haven't talked about yet? Yeah. Success versus winning. All right. You know, 
we we are created to win. It's down to the to the crux, to the core of who you are. It, it, it's it's you know imagine this, okay? You are one to three or two to three million sperm cells, right? You were literally fighting for your life and you won. You got to the egg and you won. You're a one of two to three million. Now, check it out. The subconscious always looks for validation. So when I say that I'm a winner, I tie it to that. That is irrefutable. You cannot. I won. Now, check it out. When we're born, when we're born, right, at least for guys, when I was growing up, it was win-lose games. You know, you race. We, I got my new Snickers on. I'm going to go race or hide and seek. It, it, you know, and, and 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 then as we get older, our video games, okay, it's, it's winning. We have, You'll never get to the dark level, right? Well, you'll, try, you'll spend your last quarter at the arcade or I'm dating myself. Or you spend your last four or five o'clock in the morning. I got why? Because the body responds. The dopamine responds to winning that reward for the win. Okay. Uh, now you get older gambling. Hey, gambling. I mean, I fly into Vegas all the time. We went to slot machine. Then I, then sometimes I go into the other rooms where it's like $10,000 chips. And sometimes if you know the right people, you get invited to the other rooms where you don't even see these rooms. And there's like $100,000, $500,000, million. They back there playing for real. They're already successful. So why are they playing? What's driving them? They want to win. NFL, you mentioned that you liked a, a particular football team, right? And you were talking to me like you had that jersey, right? Yeah, great. Awesome. So let's say that that team lost every single game for the next 20 years. Every game. As much as you love that team, you're not going to wear that jersey, are you? No. <laughs> no. Well, think about this. Why not? Why not? Yeah, because cause I want to go support the 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 Chiefs or somebody that's winning the Super Bowl. Because right. because it's tied to your DNA. You cannot identify with that. It's hard to identify with that. You love winning. Around the third or fourth grade, they introduce another concept. And that concept's called success. About the time you learn Santa Claus is not real, they teach you about this thing called success. Now, this is what happens. Here's the trade-off. They say, you know, you have to live a certain way, act a certain way, be in a certain subdivision, make a certain amount of money, you know, have the right friends or nowadays have so many likes on social media. If you have all of that, then you will be successful. And then we drop the fact that maybe I want to be a firefighter. Maybe I want to be a police officer. You know, kids, maybe I want to help people. Maybe I want to be a nurse. I want to be a teacher. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a mish. Oh, we drop all that. Oh, man. Oh, mm-mm. we got to make that money. We got to get those degrees. We got to do that education. Why? Because that's when, because that's, that's what the world says success is. And it's not static. It's not static. And because you know what, if you have a half million dollars in a small town, yeah, you might be all right. You know, if you have an annual income of maybe six or seven million dollars, you might, you know, you know, you, you know, you can live on the rock, you know, you know, you can live in Manhattan, you know, six million dollars in Dubai. Mm, OK. <laughs> and, you know, and the 
But the real tragedy, and this is what this is what I'll stop with, is that I don't believe that the creator, I don't believe that God has called you to be successful. God has called you to win. We're here to produce and we're here to reproduce. And oftentimes when our culture, the Western society gets so caught up in the production, we feel empty because there's no reproduction. And it's like a Labrador in an apartment. And that thing is meant to run, but I'm in an apartment. I'm getting fed, have a nice mom, dad, but something's missing. I need to be out there, you know, and getting, learning how to get into the wind solves a lot of problems and you move with so much intent and you move with so much focus and you move with so much intention. Yes. Well, I tell people all the time, this is my soul work, what I'm doing. Right. I'm not making money. I have a company that I own that I make the money, but this yes. is my soul work. This is what calls me. Yes. And it, you're right. It's about, and it doesn't feel like work because it's my soul work. It's my right. passion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And well, thank you for that. And I've never heard it explained that way before. So yeah. And I have to tell you that you flashed, had me flash back to the roller rink days and playing centipede and putting my last quarters in. I would have beat you in centipede. (laughs) I had all my initials up there. I I had to, I had to keep playing until like my initials filled the board. All the way AAA or BLC, whatever. Remember those days? That's me. CDL. That's right. Oh my God. What's so funny. And I've never talked about this. My friends called me Ziggy, which was a cartoon character back Uh from the seventies. That Mm -hmm. was like this little round faced, happy dude. um, That was kind of depressed too, but so I would put Z-I-G, Z-I-G, yeah, Z-I-G. Yeah. That was All the way me. down. Boom. That's me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember how you would like, like go to the arcade or someone's playing and you had to like come in and you would take your quarters and you put it up there like I'm next. Yeah. Put, like, boom, put your quarters put right your little there. Pile. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you imagine well, can you imagine a profit margin in the 80s, early oh. 90s with <laughs> 25 cents a play? Right. <sighs> Well, I remember seeing the guy come one day to wherever we were, like you said, an arcade, and yeah. he had to empty it because it was like it was full. And oh my gosh, as kids, we were just oh, yeah. that's a million dollars as he pulled that yeah. drawer out, took his little key, pulled it out, and all those yeah. quarters, and he dumped it in a canvas bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So how do how do people connect with you? Find you? Yeah. So you can go to seanharper.org. That's my website. And if you go to seanharper.org with Sean with a W, there's an opportunity for you to get a free download of my book because I'm all about giving. Okay. It doesn't come to you if it can't get through you. Right. So the free copy of the book talks about the laws, the spiritual laws of winning It's called the winning edge things that I've learned. And um, yeah, you can go there, check it out. It's awesome. It's a win. Wonderful. Oh my gosh. Well, it's just been an absolute pleasure to have you here with me today. And thank you for just sharing your insights and your light of hope. Thank you so much. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember, until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the Academy 
www.terrywellbrock.com for the courses. But if you go to my website, terrywellbrock.com, you can sign up for my monthly Hope for Healing newsletter, which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for, uh, again, healing and hope strategies. Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye.